Hi, my name is Jordan Lytle, and welcome back to the Collected Nonsense Podcast, the podcast about music, games, and other nonsense. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Zachary Bruno. Zachary, how are you doing? Good. How are you, man? Pretty good. It's been a little while. It has. We're back. Actually, I think it's almost been, I think it's been over a month since yeah. we last recorded. Both been out of town and busy, and schedule stuff has been kind of crazy. Yep, well, yep. What have you been up to? Uh, well, lately, actually, I think I should probably go into the fact that I quit my job at Safeway. So that's kind of been, um, kind of nice. Uh, but I guess like all the events leading up to that were a little bit, um, uh, intimidating to say the least, but, uh, just, I, I think the last month has been like a really life changing experience for me um just because of uh i guess in the sense that i need i needed to change direction i guess um with uh what how i was thinking and where i was going and such but anyway i quit my job at safeway um starbucks in case any of you know that i i used to work at starbucks and it just didn't it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to continue doing because of how it affected me emotionally. It was just a retail job, and I'm an introvert, so it just didn't work out too well. But anyway, I quit my job um, doing music full time, and I'm gonna try to make that work. Uh, God willing, that'll take off, and I'll be able to work on that. So yeah, that's pretty been pretty much been the last week. And then the last few weeks before that, we worked on a music video with a friend that I met on Twitter, Mikhail. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, met met up with some old friends or semi-old friends, um, good friends, and uh, in Colorado Springs. So that was really fun. What about you, man? Uh, mostly been working and stuff. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Um. Let's see, I mean, I got back from Washington. I was in Washington for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, the last episode we recorded was actually in Washington. Well, I was in Washington for the last episode. Um, let's see. Work and, yeah, that's about it. I mean, we're playing a few games here and there. I'm excited about uh, Fallout 4, which is coming out next week. Or actually, this week, two days. But I probably won't get it till next week because I ordered the Pip-Boy edition, which should be pretty cool, which has an actual, you know, uh, I don't know if you've played Fallout, but um, the, there's this wrist-mounted computer, or arm-mounted computer called the Pip-Boy, and they made a real one that you can stick your phone in and use it with the game. Yeah. So I bought the edition that came that. with that, so I'll be waiting until I get that to play it. But um, yeah, other than that, not a lot going on. Uh, car travel and trying to work out getting a new vehicle and all that. And ah, Nice fun adult stuff that's always fun yeah it's no fun <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's the way it goes so what are your uh what are your plans music wise you're saying you're you quit your job to work on music full-time uh do you have a long-term plan for that or just yeah uh, well my dad keeps telling me to get a long-term plan but um for for right now uh i guess the plan is getting the ep out by the end of the month um okay so it's kind of daunting because I'm kind of trying to experiment with songwriting and different genres of music and such. But uh, to get something fully produced in like 30 days that I haven't really 
ever done anything like that in the past is uh I think it's going to be a good learning experience if nothing else but it we'll sounds see. like it so is is the uh the EP that you're working on is it going to be a lot like the stuff you've done with the Chloe Reeve stuff or is it going to be more like your older piano stuff or a mixture or something entirely new yeah it's I'm pretty sure it's going to be an entire it's not entirely new but it is um I am experimenting with a lot of songwriting and lyrical stuff so there's oh, probably cool. going to be vocals and uh different kind of instrumentation and such. I honestly, at this point, I have no idea because I did write a few songs, but we'll see. I mean, they might, they may or may not be on the the EP. It might be just like a practice, a few practice songs before that. And then I finally get some more songs. So, but I don't know. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be kind of interesting. I'm kind of just as uncertain as everyone else is in this case. Oh, cool. I mean, you know, it's always, fun to kind of go into things and just not really knowing what to expect and figuring things out just uh at some point a long-term plan would be helpful but then i also have no room to talk as far as that goes because i don't know what i'm doing a month from now much less a year from now right right Just <laughs> <laughs> crazy oh on a, a music related note i got a new guitar sweet yeah so i needed an acoustic guitar because the one i'd been using was a uh, this rogue acoustic guitar which is you know like a 75 dollar guitar or something like that and it it served its purpose but i've been playing the same one since i was like 12 and it was not a great guitar so i went out and bought a uh, a martin and i'm it's a bunch of letters and numbers i don't remember what it what it is um but it's a, an acoustic electric martin guitar it's really nice, nice like it quite a bit i haven't hooked it up and tried to record anything with it yet but i'm looking forward to doing that yeah we need a we need to write a song together man yeah fun. we do i'm uh I'm mostly trying to get vehicle stuff sorted out and once i get that done then i'll have a little bit more time to worry about songwriting and stuff like that but yeah we should definitely record something i'd like to get another uh, electric guitar too if i still have money left after buying a car but <laughs> Um. Yeah, I found a really nice one, which is probably too expensive. But they may—I figured out that Fender makes a reissue of their guitars from the fifties like, and sixties. So they they have like a a fifty-two reissue, which is supposed to be exact, come ex configured exactly the way that the original fifty-two Telecasters came, this, made with the same materials, the same designs, and all that. Um, and they're like two thousand dollars, but. When you consider that the originals are, uh, you have to have a small fortune to buy those. It's not that bad of a deal. Plus, they're beautiful guitars. They sound great too, but it's a little pricey. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of music, what music have you been listening to over the past month? Over the past month. <laughs> All right. It's actually not as hard as I thought it would be. Uh, let's see. We have, I did not write that down. Okay. I'm looking <laughs> at my notes. <laughs> um, okay. Impromptu time. Let's see. Um, well, first of all, NF, um, he's a really cool guy. been listening to a little bit of him, a little bit of Tadashi, not too much. Um, who else? 21 Pilots. Uh, Port Blue, a lot of Port Blue, which 
I think you've cool. mentioned them on here before, but I don't really remember. Have I? I don't remember. I feel that. like it. Maybe mentioned. Um, yeah. It if yeah, they're pretty cool. Port Blues is a um, an ambient chill out kind of project that uh, Adam Young from Owl City. It's one of his more popular side projects. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you actually did mention it. I'm not sure if we actually talked about it in depth, but you definitely mentioned it offhand at least. Yeah. Because I yeah. don't think I've listened to it, but I still recognize the name. It's it's really nice. Um, he also has a new, I don't know if I should mention this, but uh, there's also another chill out project called Color Therapy, which is very similar to Port Blue, except it's different. And uh, there are some... Uh, there are some very uh, interesting similarities between Port Blue and Color Therapy that lead some people to believe that it is actually Adam's side project, but it's not official, really. So, oh, okay, That's speculation. A, that could be interesting. Yeah, It'd be interesting to look into a little bit. Huh. So yeah, but that's about it. Cool. What do you have you? a band of the week? Uh, yeah. Do you want to go or into? Artist of the week? I guess. Okay, sure. NF is the artist of the week. So, uh, can you spell that for me? N F. It's the letters. Just N F. N okay. N F. Yeah. Okay. I it thought stands, I misheard you. Yeah. So it stands for um. It stands for Nate. Uh, Ferguson, I think, and that's his middle name is Nate. I think his first name is I want to say Jonathan, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but it's it's um hip hop rap. Uh, what other kind of music? That's pretty much it. Um, he likes his piano and strings music, so he'll like download Hans Zimmer and stuff and listen to a lot of that. But, but yeah, hip hop and rap. Um, songs that you might want to check out are "Wait." I like that one a lot, and "Wait." W a i t. And, uh, oh, W-A-I-T. I thought you said late. No. Uh, and then Start Over, which is it's actually by an artist called Flame, which I haven't really checked out all that much, but it's featuring NF, and that one's a really great one too. Um, oh, he's okay. a Christian artist, so in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah. I guessed, but it. no. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I've been listening to... A few different things. Um, so I started listening to Josh Ritter's newest album, which I still need to listen to a bit more of. But uh, And for whatever reason, I don't have all of it on my phone. But it, the album is called Sermon on the Rocks, but it's really good. Um, my favorite song on it is still Getting Ready to Get Down, which I think I may have mentioned before. He's released it as a single. Just good, good stuff. Um, I need to listen to some more of it because I don't remember most of the songs on there because I listened to it through once and then got sidetracked onto some other stuff because I just have a ton of music to listen to right now. I also have um, Spencer Day, the album The Mystery of You, and the song The Mystery of You. are both very good. Um, and uh, I recently bought all of Miracles of Sound's music as part of a nice. bundle that he was doing for charity. So I have... Uh, like what seven albums or something crazy <laughs> of stuff that he did, and I, I got all those three albums at the same time, which was which is why I haven't listened to a ton of any of them. 
It's crazy. Nice. Yeah, it was good stuff, though. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Just Gaslight, Springsteen, a little bit of Elvis here and there. Yeah, nothing nothing new or exciting other than the Josh Ritter stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, I've never heard of him before. Yeah, he's a, um, I guess, kind of folky artist. Let me see what he actually calls himself. I, I would describe it as, uh, you know, a, kind of a folk style. Uh, do, 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 do. Let us see. Yeah, folk, alternative country, and rock. Cool. Sounds like a good mix. Yep, it's good stuff. Yeah, so definitely give that a listen. Awesome. Um, yeah. A bit short on the music this week or this month for whatever reason I guess just because everybody's been busy um let's see go and move on to games if you want uh what games have you been playing if any uh nothing <laughs> nothing yep uh let's see I've, I've I've been playing a handful of things but I'm trying to remember because it's been a month played a ton of Metal Gear we talked about Metal Gear a lot on the last episode um and then I kind of see we got through Metal Gear 4, and then I went back to play 5, and was just like, uh, I'm kind of burnt out on Metal Gear right now. So Metal Gear Solid 5 is on hold for now, and I'll play it a little bit more after I play Fallout 4, most likely. Just got a little tired of it, but I uh, played a bunch of that, and then see, what else did I play? Um, Not a lot. I think I got really bored one weekend and decided to play... WWE 2K16 or no 2K15 2K16 just came out um, but it's a wrestling game featuring the wrestlers from the WWE which I, I'm a big wrestling fan um, as of like six months ago I just recently started watching it really enjoy it it's just it's a great spectacle it's interesting to watch the game is not good at all though like I was enjoying playing it but it's not a good game uh, one of the reasons so. being that, so it's the premise of the game and the way the mechanics work is that it's like a fighting game. So you have the two people in the ring, you do different moves to, you know, break down their stamina enough that they can't get back up. And then you try to pin them or put them in a submission hold or, you know, there's a few different things you can do. The problem is that's not how wrestling works. Mm-hmm. Like in WWE, the way it actually works and the um, is, okay, so there's the the way that things are presented to the public is as if they're actually fighting one-on-one. What's really happening is that they're working together to put on a show Mm. and to make each other look good. Okay. So they're not actually wearing each other down and then, you know, beating each other in the traditional sense. They're working together to get a reaction from the crowd. That makes sense. You know, get the crowd into it. Uh, You know, it's all a show. It's all staged. The thing is, uh, they're not supposed to let on that that's what's happening. So when they make games of it, they're, they make games of it as if it's actually, you know, they're actually fighting. The problem is that's not what's fun about wrestling. Like the actual mechanics of, Oh, Oh, I'm stunned now. And so I have to do a reversal and then, you know, throw this guy back into the ring and then, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Like, that's not what's interesting. What's interesting is like the, just the spectacle of the whole thing. Like the fact that, you know, 
somebody's in the middle of a fight and another guy runs out and is you know calls him out and then puts him through a table and stuff like that stuff's crazy and you can do a couple of those things but that's the game focuses on the most boring thing about wrestling which is the actual wrestling and so there are some cases where you can have really good matches in real life where that people do really great moves it looks good it's really impressive um you know the technique is great but you can't really do that in the game because if you're doing well it looks bad because they're the other person's not getting any moves in if you're doing well if you're doing well you're just hitting them with a move move after move after move after move and then you eventually pin them and that's it it's just not that fun to watch on top of that like the mechanics are not very good it feels really sluggish and you know reversals are poorly timed like they're timed to the animations and the animations are based on where you are in the ring so sometimes it will you know they're on one end of the ring and you're on the other and it'll glitch and just snap them closer to you and then they'll do the animation so you don't necessarily know they're about to attack you and the like um, the little icon that tells you that you're supposed to counter only flashes up for less than a second and you have to hit it right at the right time sometimes it doesn't even show up and sometimes it shows up at the wrong time because the animation glitches and doesn't play out in the right sequence so it, like you, you just have to guess half the time or memorize every animation because the timing is different for each move too, and not all of them make sense. So some of them, sometimes someone will walk over to you. It'll give you like they'll just be standing next to you, it'll, not making a move yet, and it'll give you a counter thing, and then you'll be like, you won't notice that anything's happening, so you won't hit any buttons, or you'll hit the button too late, and it's just like, oh, you missed it, and then they'll do some move after that, and you're like. I don't know. It's just not very good. The one thing that I actually enjoyed for a little while, and this is for like, I enjoyed it for like two days, but I enjoyed playing through the, um, what's called the universe mode, which lets you, so the way wrestling works is there's in WWE, there are, you know, a couple different shows. You have raw, which is on Monday nights and then SmackDown, which is, I forget what day SmackDown's in is cause I don't watch raw or SmackDown. Uh, but those are weekly shows where stuff happens and they set up different rivalries and, you know, different things happen in the storyline on Raw and SmackDown. And then once a month, you have the pay-per-view. And so the pay-per-view is where everything happens and all the big stuff happens and the big matches happen and you know, titles change hands and all that. And so in universe mode, you can set up your own weekly shows, you know, quote unquote, in the game and set up your own pay-per-views, customize who's going to be playing. You can set up who... You know, you can customize the card, which is who's who's wrestling against who, and then you can actually play through as one of the characters in each match, and that's kind of fun because you can you know you can create your own wrestler and be like, okay, so this guy, I want him to have a title shot against whoever, and then you can play as him and beat that person and get the title, um, and stuff like that. You can set up a set up a feud between wrestlers that you've created, or you can have something like. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus John Cena or something crazy um, and stuff like that's fun but that doesn't last very long because it's a very small portion of the game and it's the fun part and from what I've heard the previous games were actually even better because they had something called create a story which would let you actually create you know store your own storylines and do all sorts of different stuff with that that is just gone from 2k15 because 2k15 was the title the well they were trying to transition over to the newer consoles and stuff and so they ended up having to cut a bunch of things 
because they didn't get the, it into the transition, which is unfortunate. But yeah, that's that's a WWE 2K15. But it was the only wrestling game I've ever played, actually. And I didn't hate it. It just wasn't very good. I don't know if you've if you have any experience with that or played anything like it. Not really. They, I I've never really been interested in those like kind of one on one fighting match stuff. Yeah, I guess the the one of the interesting things is it might be more fun to play with other people because I haven't. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can have one on one like normal stuff, or you can have tag team matches where you have two people on each team and they can tag in and out, or you can have you know, you know, six man matches or like the Royal 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 Rumble, where you have you know you start out with a couple of people in the ring and then every few seconds another person gets added and you have to be thrown out in order to be eliminated. Something like that can be interesting and you can have, I don't know how many, uh, at least four players can play, maybe more. If you have, you know, Xbox controllers plugged into a PC or plugged into a console, huh? which, which might actually be kind of fun, but I'm not sure that it would beat playing a normal fighting game. Like uh. an actually, yeah, one where the mechanics are actually good. I'd totally play that somebody else though, maybe for a little bit. Yeah, it would be fun, kind of fun to be able to, uh, you know, each create your own wrestlers, and then, you know, you get to put somebody through a table, or you know, smack somebody with a ladder or a sledgehammer or something. Some of the crazy stuff you can do. But you know, on its own, it's just not that good. <laughs> now, a multiplayer game that is a technically a fighting game that is really good, which I may have talked about before is Nidhogg. Have you ever played Nidhogg? Uh-uh. So Nidhogg is a uh, 2D, like, pixel style. It's not pixel art in the traditional sense. It's very minimalist. But it's a uh, sword fighting game. It's very, very simple, and you die very, very quickly. And the goal is to, if you're on the right side, your goal is to get all the way to the left. If you're on the left side, your goal is to get all the way to the right. And so there's multiple screens. There's, like, three or four screens on either side of the center screen, which is where you start. And so you just... You know, basically you can parry, you can thrust, and you can throw your sword. And you can jump and move left and right, and that's it. This is really, really simple in theory, but it has a surprising amount of depth to it. So, and it moves very, very quickly too, because in, in one hit you die, but then you respawn in a minute. So your goal is to kill the person and then run past them to get to the next screen and keep doing that until you reach the end to win. So I've played that with friends a bunch, and that's it's really good. That sounds fun. And I think it's like three bucks on Steam too. Cool. I think. I'm actually going to check. Three bucks or 30? Three. Three, okay. But I don't actually know if that's correct. It and is... Oh, it's... Okay, it went on sale a while back. It's 15 okay. right now. But it's worth it. Cool. Very, very good. Is that like multiplayer or just for um, like a Yeah, one? no, it's, it's multiplayer. I mean, it's one-on-one, but yeah. Okay. And you can... Most of the time, so when I've played it with friends, I've played it locally because that's it, it's a lot more fun. But you can play online and stuff too. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of Space Team. Oh, Space Team is great. Oh man, it's so like I don't think that the game design is super great, but it's just a fun, fun game to play with friends. Well, I really like the like the idea and the mechanics of it work really well. It's just sometimes the the fact that you're playing on a touchscreen messes with it quite a bit <laughs> it would almost be more fun actually it would definitely be more fun if somebody made like a physical version of it oh yeah where you had like a 
control like the problem is you'd be able to learn the control yeah, panels yeah, yeah. pretty easily but still for at least once it'd be really fun to play like in an arcade or something where you you know have just four different control panels laid out with a button you know 20 or 30 different dials on it and stuff and have to yell out different instructions like it could be really fun but yeah it's good hmm. cool play any other games yeah i'm trying to think i'm 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 not sure that I have. I don't think I played a ton of different things this week uh, or this month. Been pretty busy after getting back from being on vacation. Oh, well, I guess not really on vacation because I was working the whole time. But after being out of town, how was that? Um, that was all right. It was a nice change of pace. The weather was really nice, and the weather is actually pretty nice now too. But uh, in Texas, the, yeah, it's it's definitely fall weather. I'm hoping it stays like this before it, we hit winter. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really have stuff, to be though. concerned about that in Arizona, but... Yeah, is it I just always 90 degrees? Texas. Well, no. I mean, I think the lowest we've ever gotten was like 24, but... Yeah, it's it's not that low. <laughs> Although we don't usually get down below freezing in Texas for a while, and that's only usually for a couple weeks. But yeah, still. it's great. I mean, there's pros and cons, but yeah, you have your own... I like right. Texas in general. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really think I'm going to play anything else. I could play a little bit of Doom, and yeah, that's about it. So Fallout um, 4, um, apparently that was something that, uh, I mean, I see it on Facebook news all the time, and I don't know if that's just because it's just overhyped, but it seems like a pretty like anticipated game. Oh, definitely. Uh, a lot of the the fans of the series have been waiting for another one since, you know, I guess Fallout 3 and then Fallout New Vegas. And I don't remember when New Vegas came out, but it was a while ago. Like, I played and beat that game a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and the fans of it are, you know, like it a lot, pretty dedicated to the series. So it, it's funny because there's actually been less hype around this one than there, ha- there was around 3 or New Vegas. And... I, well, it seems like there's less hype. People are excited about it, but not everybody's talking about it. I think it's because they showed so much of the game that like everybody kind of knows what it is and is ready for it. Like We know exactly what the game is, pretty much. It's a Fallout game, and that's it. Huh. Um, what, they just took everything that was in the last few games and improved it. Um, this one is set in Boston, I think? Don't quote me on that, but I think it is. And... They worked on the weapon customization system. Apparently, you're going to have the ability to build your own base. Uh, as far even like, you know, hooking up like elevators and lights and like wiring stuff and, you know, placing buttons and apparently doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, more weapon customization. I don't know if I mentioned that. I may have just said that, but whatever. And... Uh, they apparently improved the combat a lot because it wasn't that great before. Like, it was acceptable, but not great. But there's first-person, third-person combat. Apparently, there are, um, like, mech-style things. I think I saw something about that. Mech? It, yeah. <clears throat> like, some sort of exosuit. I mean, there was some sort of exosuit before. There was power armor and stuff. But I think there was, like, a fairly large-sized uh, mech-style thing that you could pilot which is super cool. Um, I'm hoping they have like cars and stuff because it like in new Vegas, there are all these roads to walk down and you end up spending hours just walking, which is not all that fun. 
I mean, the rest of the game is great, but the walking is not. Yeah, the graphics look good too, and if judging by the past couple of games, the music will probably be great too. So, who knows? It. I mean, it may come out and be terrible, but I highly doubt it. It'll probably be really good. But yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, I bought the Pip Boy edition because. I'd like to be able to go through all the menus on a device that's on my arm instead of doing it on the computer because it's just a cool little immersive thing. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just like waiting for Half-Life 3 to come out. Not because I'm really a fan, a big fan of it, but just because I think that a lot of people are. So. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like um, Valve is really interested in working on it right now. Even though they're just doing it in secret. What I'm really hoping, and... Um, they were uh, they were talking about this on either the giant bomb cast or the giant beast cast one of those one of those um they they were talking about how they really hope that when they release Half-Life 3 they do it without any like announcing it they just yeah. like, announcing Half-Life 3 you can buy it right now on yeah. Steam because that'd be the best thing to do like that everybody is already thing. anticipating it they don't need to do any advertising it'd be the best thing and actually i think somebody was saying that they should um they should ship it with with their their VR headset and just not tell anybody that they're getting it. <laughs> so like whenever you buy the VR headset, it's just get, just Half-Life 3 gets credited to your account and they just never say anything. Like they don't even notify you that it's there. It just shows up in your games library. Nice. It would be so great. It would be the best. But somehow I doubt they're going to do that. And I don't know if they're going to be even working on it anytime soon. They tend, seem to be making most of their money from steam right now and tend seem to be, I don't like keep trying to say tend to instead of seem to tired. Didn't get a lot of sleep now. Sign. Um, anyway, they seem to be pretty content with making money off of steam stuff and not making a ton of games. Although they're working on stuff like Dota. We were talking about that a while back. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's a World of Warcraft movie coming out. Oh, yeah, out. I heard about that. They, yeah, you should take a look at the trailer. I watched a little bit of, I little did, bit I of it, it earlier. Yeah, um, I'm not really a fan of World of Warcraft at all. I don't really care about the universe or anything. But I thought it looked good, and the animation looked really impressive. Yeah, it was like a like, movie, but it is Yeah, there were a movie, couple so. bits where I was confused as to whether it was animated or live action. And it's been a long time since I've seen anything that was animated that well. So, if the entire movie is actually animated like that, I'd probably go see it just to look at the animation. Yeah, I think a lot of the um, the newer animated movies are live action. They're just... Uh... Well, or I guess um, motion captured. Right, right, I was right. talking more... I was thinking more about the way that the characters were shaded and the lighting was done to where it actually looked fairly realistic as opposed to very, very cartoony. Like, the orcs look fairly cartoony, but... But the then again, I also don't have any real orcs to compare <laughs> to. <laughs> That's true. Yet. That is true. I am actually looking forward to a book. Speaking of like fantasy worlds and stuff, uh, Brandon Sanderson has a new book coming out. He's actually writing it right now, but it's hopefully going to come out soon. And it is um, called Stormlight 3. It's the third book in the Stormlight series. It's a very, okay. very, very, very good series. I think I've mentioned it before. You probably yeah. have. I haven't actually gone and read them, but 
I'm sure they're in my notes somewhere. You should. If you have some time to read books, then I would read that. Uh, but they're very good. Time. Yeah, they are uh, probably my favorite series I've ever read, which says quite a it's bit. high praise. Yeah. Huh. I'll definitely have to check it out sometime then. I don't do a lot of reading lately, but I've been thinking about trying to read some Star Wars books because Star Wars is coming out and I'm in a real sci-fi mood lately. So, yeah, speaking of which, are you going to go see Star Wars when it comes out? I have not even heard of Star Wars. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Never mind. <laughs> You've not heard of Star Wars? How did Wait, this what? happen? <laughs> no, um, I don't know. That just, like, blanked my mind, the the latest movie i keep seeing trailers and stuff but it almost seems like fake um yeah well because there was there weren't going to be any more star wars movies and it you know it seems like it's not real almost yeah it almost seems like they shouldn't have made another movie but yet it looks good in the trailer like it doesn't look commercialized so to speak yeah, it looks like it's done well. I mean, it was J.J. Uh, Abrams, and he did the new Star Trek stuff, and that was done well. So I'm, uh, it won't be terrible. I don't know if I'll love it, but I'm going to see it the day it comes out. See, I didn't, I didn't really love the old Star Wars stuff, the old Star Wars movies either. So, Okay, so the 4, 5, and 6, uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, I really, really liked it. Um, I watched them first when I was a kid watch them a ton of times they're not technically amazing movies in terms of just you know as a whole um the acting is a little campy sometimes the the special effects are great but the story is it could be better um the prequels i liked as a kid and don't really like now they're not amazing movies but i really like what i like about star wars is i like the world that lucas created yeah. Even though he didn't really necessarily know what he was doing. The like the Star Wars universe interests me more than the actual yes. individual stories do. Which is why I'll, I'll be excited to see some of the spin-off stuff that people make and some of the other stuff. And that's why I really like the, the Star Wars games, like the Old Republic and uh, or Knights of the Old Republic. And Knights of the Old Republic 2 and uh, Star Wars Dark Forces and all sorts of stuff like that. Like even though those aren't aren't considered canon some of the stories are very interesting because they happened in the Star Wars world and let you explore the world a little bit. It was good stuff. Um, yeah. So that's what I like about it. Like, as long as it's not a terrible movie, I'll be happy. I only paid 10 bucks, right? So <laughs> it's not that bad. One of the, speaking of sci-fi, and this is going off on a little bit of a tangent because we kind of wrapped up the music stuff real fast. Um, since I've been in a sci-fi mood, I went and watched a bunch. I've been watching a bunch of sci-fi TV because I used to watch a ton of Star Trek, and then I watched all of the episodes multiple times and kind of got tired of it for a while. Um, and you know, Star Wars. I watched the Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV show a little bit. Um, kind of watched all that stuff and got tired of that. And so then, when I decided to watch some more Star Wars, or not Star Wars, watch some more sci-fi stuff recently, my options were. A little more limited because I was kind of bored of watching that stuff. So I thought about watching some Doctor Who, but Doctor Who isn't really like classic sci-fi. It's more action adventure, especially lately. So I was like, eh, I didn't really want to do that. So I remembered that it's been a while since I watched Firefly, 
so I went back and watched Fire, like all of the Firefly episodes, which is four, there are only 14 of them. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but that's a great show. Huh. Have you have you ever seen any of it? No, I I think I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's um it's kind of like a space western. Okay. That sounds kind of cool. It. <laughs> so it's set uh it follows a a ship called Serenity and her crew and um it's set right after a, you know, galactic civil war, which in some ways mirrors our own civil war. Um, the people on the ship, or the captain of the ship and his, I guess, first mate, they were on the losing side of the Civil War, and then afterwards they managed to buy their own ship and kind of do odd jobs for people, most of those jobs being illegal, but um, they ended up picking up some passengers, and there's lots of different stuff that happens. But, you know, sometimes they're on really high-tech worlds that have a lot of money in, and sometimes they're on worlds that are literally like the Old West. Nice. It's really interesting. That is cool. It's a good show. It ends way too quickly, though. Yeah. It's a pity. And then the other thing, because I watched all that stuff really quickly. There's not much of it. And then I went and watched some Babylon 5. I don't know if you've ever watched Babylon 5. No. So, Babylon 5, um, it's similar to Star Trek in some ways, but... um, it's set after a, you know, you know, we've gotten space travel. We kind of got out there a little bit and we ended up in a war with an alien race. So they ended up surrendering for some reason. They never told us, um, but we were able to expand out a little bit. And we decided that in order to prevent other wars from happening and try to foster peace, we would create a station uh, called Babylon on the outside of this planet or in orbit of this planet that's in neutral space. And so they tried to make, like, the first four of them, something always went wrong and it ended up being destroyed, like, either in construction or immediately afterwards. And the fifth one is the one that the show is set on. Um, and it, it kind of starts, you know, shortly after it's been set up and there are these ambassadors from alien races that are there. And so the humans are kind of trying to, um, you know, keep the fighting down to a minimum and trying to, you know, work with the diplomacy. And so there's um, all sorts of different things that happen as a result of, you know, other alien races coming on there, starting trouble, sometimes a monster will get loose or something like that. Somebody will be murdered and they have to investigate it. (coughs) But one of the things I really appreciate about the series is it does all the things that I like about sci-fi really well. Um, And it's, it gets off to a little, uh, the start of it's a little shaky, like in the first season, but I'm into the second season now and it's gotten pretty solid. Um, One of the things that it does is one of the first, it was one of the first TV series to do, um, overarching storylines really well where the, he, the writer, cause it was one guy that was writing it would write in, you know, he'd start a plot in the, in one episode and give you a little bit of information about it and advance it a little bit. And then you wouldn't hear anything about it for a couple episodes. And then he'd bring it back up and you get a little bit more information. And so he'd just keep building on these storylines and building on each character across the whole series and so the characters are all dynamic. There aren't none of the main characters are flat characters, which is one of the things that happens a lot in you know stuff like Star Trek. Like I really like Star Trek, but most of the characters don't have any development, really. I mean, you have Data who becomes a little bit more human over time, but for the most part, they're mostly static. 
Um, so in this series, there are, and it's it's hard to get into any details without spoiling things, but there are characters who, you know, start out as enemies and then, you know, eventually become friends, and characters who start out as friends and eventually become enemies, and you know, some characters become almost entirely different people by the end of the series. Yep. Or at least, so some of this is from what I've been told. That. Some of it's from what I've been watching, but it's really well written, not always well acted, and the special effects range from decent to terrible, which basically makes it a perfect sci-fi show. <laughs> that sounds good, though, um, as a show. Like, I've never heard of a show described in that way, but uh, but that's exactly what I like about a good story is where, like, basically all of the characters or at least all of the main characters are developed and some of them become like completely different people at the end of the show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's in some cases it's a pity because there's a couple of characters who he starts out like building things up, like, you know, something really important is good. Like you can tell something really important is supposed to happen to this character in a couple of seasons. And then the actor ended up leaving the show. So he had to write them out. So it was kind of a pity in a couple of cases. Um, but he always does. Like the, the interesting thing is, he doesn't do the thing where he replaces the actor and keeps the same character, and he doesn't do the thing where they just disappear and never explain it, which happens yeah. a lot in TV shows and drives me crazy. I hate that. <laughs> um, like the captain in the first season, or the I guess he was a commander and he's the guy in charge of the whole station. He ended up having to leave after the first season, but because he like went and discussed it with the writer and kind of let them know ahead of time and they were they left on good terms the writer was able to set up the story of the second season to where that actually helped build tension coming into the second season and there was a storyline explanation for why he was gone and it fit into what he was trying to do before with nice. that character it all worked really well um and the and I was a little bit worried but the new captain is really good also so it works out but yeah, uh, that and it's got all your classic sci-fi storylines and, you know, an alien has come onto here and has started killing people. We have to get them before anyone else does. Oh, an ambassador has shown up. Or, there was a murder attempt on an, or an assassination attempt. Uh, we have to st find the assassin before he kills again. Or, you know, someone's been smuggling things on the station. We need to figure out who it is. You know, all those, all the classic stuff. And they pull in little bits from you know, literature and, you know, every once in a while you hear like a Shakespeare line or something like that. And it's all pulled in and it's in this show, it tends to be done in a way that's, it tends to be done well. Whereas in a lot of series, it's not. It's all, and one more thing, um, it tends to handle, or, the, you know, the writer tends to handle complex issues pretty well in the storyline. Um, in a lot of cases, a lot of sci-fi writers try to do too much social commentary and they end up being really transparent about what they're doing. You know, you'll have, you'll have a, an episode where there, you know, there are aliens and humans and the humans hate the aliens and are terrible racists. And that's what the entire episode is about. And you're like, okay, I get what you're trying to do, <laughs> but you know, it's not really an allegory if it's completely transparent, you know, yeah. it's not, there's no nuance to it, and it's not subtle at all. Um, so there's less of that. There are still complex philosophical issues being discussed, but it's done in a way that is a lot more subtle and works really well on the storyline. And so it, you know, it, it tends to do a lot of things that I like 
in sci-fi, like exploring what it means to be human. You know, where do we get the idea of right and wrong? Um, you know, how do how do all of these different races interact since they have so many substantial differences between them and different sets of beliefs and stuff like that? And it's very, very different. And it's not like as much as I love Star Trek, Star Trek has this whole thing where, you know, in some cases tries to present everything. It's like, oh, we fixed most of humanity's problems, you know. Everybody kind of believes the same thing. They, you know, only the other races have disagreements and this doesn't do that at all. You know, there's, there's a character who's Jewish. There's a character who's an atheist. There's a character who's agnostic. There are aliens who are, you know, monotheists, aliens who are polytheists, aliens who are atheists. You know, it's just all of, all of these different philosophies are presented and used as part of the character, not as a vessel through which the author can sell you on their philosophy, which I really like. So anyway, that's my pitch for Babylon five. It's real good. Awesome. Sounds really interesting. After we're done here, I'm probably going to keep, keep watching it because I was actually watching it beforehand too. Nice. So good. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Speaking of TV shows, since we're off on this tangent already, might as well get further off. Have you been watching any good TV shows or movies or anything? There's um, a great movie. Uh, there's a TV show actually uh, called Granite Flats, and that's um, put on by I think BYU TV. I think they're like a Mormon organization, which is kind of interesting. Um, they also do Studio T- C. Hmm. which is uh, pretty cool. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, Granite Flats is pretty good. So I can't really the, go into like, it What's much, the premise? But... What's it about? Um, so you have, uh, like, I think you have, like, four kids, and they're pretty much, uh, they're detectives, but they, they're they not really detectives, but they're, they kind of like to think they are. But they end up solving a lot of things that the adults can't really seem to figure out because they're too um, involved in social kind of, I mean, the kids will go anywhere. They'll do anything to, to confirm their suspicions. Right. And the adults don't really, they kind of want to do stuff by the law and, you know, so what you're saying or what you're saying is the adults aren't sociopaths. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, no, but it's it's quite a an entertaining show. It it gets a bit dark in the I think the third or fourth season, and uh, I didn't really like the the last seasons as much. But and then it ends kind of abruptly too. But um, yeah, I kind of hate it when series end abruptly. But I mean, Firefly did, and I still love that one. But yeah, it sounds it from what you're describing. It kind of sounds like a classic, um, you know, kid detective story like oh, what was that um it was made by the adventures in odyssey people oh yeah yeah yeah. uh they had the bomber they all met in a bomber they solved mysteries what was that called last chance detectives yeah that's right uh, that was insane that was was that the summer series or no i forget i don't remember so i i, I know they they did both like radio shows of that which I really liked. 
as a kid. It's been a long time since I haven't gone back, so I don't know if it holds up or not. But I really liked those. And then I also, I watched some of the movies that they made of those stories, which were, eh. But the radio shows were really good. Yeah, I like this. That's what it reminds me of. The show is better, yeah. Actually, fun fact, the guy that I worked on the song with that we shot the music video in Colorado Springs, his uncle is the producer for Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, really? Producers, yeah. So just a that's pretty cool, there. actually. Yep. Yeah, Adventures in Odyssey. I, I like some of the uh, the Adventures in Odyssey stuff. I really still in, can still enjoy, but not all of it. I really liked all the uh, like Novacom stuff because it's very like old school radio show, brought into the modern age kind of thing. You know, the radio drama. Yeah. It was a mystery and all that. It was very good. I really like what they're trying to do. I. I don't always enjoy all the episodes. Some of them are a little dull. For, well, I guess for an adult, kids might find them a little more interesting. But I like the idea of having a modern radio show with you know Foley and voice actors and all that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's it's great. I I kind of wish, in retrospect, that I was more of a fan and I kind of listened to to them more because they seem. I mean, they seem interesting, at least for the kid version of me that kind of lives inside me i think i don't think i would listen to them as much now but if i was younger i'd probably if i could go back and like say listen to this i'd probably say listen to adventures and odyssey more (laughs) yeah i mean i used to listen to it like i mean i listen to podcasts now instead but i used to listen to stuff like that and uh what's the other thing oh jonathan park which is actually not good it's terrible yeah i know i liked it before and then i kind of went back and i was like what is this yeah, the funny I, thing is, I couldn't tell the di- like I couldn't tell the difference in production quality from that versus Adventures in Odyssey at the time because I was like nine or something or younger when I was listening yeah. to it. But oh man, it 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 makes a big difference when you're willing to hire real actors and not people who work for you. I'll just say that. Right. I is it the acting that you don't like or the production quality? Uh. It was, it's a lot of things. The acting was the thing that stuck out to me the most is being not good. Because a lot of the voice actors that work for Adventures in Odyssey are actual voice actors who do that for a living, working on other shows, TV shows, and not even all of them are Christians necessarily, but they're willing to hire them anyway because you know they, they want good voice acting. They're hiring right. them to say lines, not to you know live their life in a way that they might agree with. Um, but it's all really good. The Jonathan Park people, I don't know where they hired their voice actors from, but I have a feeling they weren't professionals, or they didn't sound like it. Um, I don't know. I, it was that, and then the stories, the way the stories were written were not very good, and the way that they introduced the, um, like a lot of the creationism into it was very ham-fisted. Yeah. And it, like, it was just... It, they beat it to death. Like they mentioned it every two to three minutes. And a lot of the things that they were saying is presented in a very um, like one-sided manner, which I mean, kind of makes sense considering the like, if you go look at who, the people that made it and kind of the way that the way that they think and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to present their point of view. But the problem is that I forget who said it. But somebody said, um, and it might've been me because I can't remember who said it. So I'm going to go ahead and take credit for it. Um, somebody said that you know when I'm reading a book or watching a movie, if I can see the author in what they're doing, 
then they're doing it wrong. Like I shouldn't be able to like, and that was one of the things I didn't like about that. And I was just talking about this in sci-fi. If I can see if the dominant thing that I see in that work of art is just the author's philosophy and nothing else, which is the problem with main problem I have with Jonathan Park, then I'm not going to enjoy it because all I can hear is the author preaching at me and not anything. Like there's no other substance to it. Right, right, right. No, I, I hear you. That's exactly how I feel as well. I think that, and, like, that I don't even be, necessarily like, disagree. Feel, That's right? the thing is like, like it, it doesn't matter if I agree with what they're trying to say or not. Like, I, like I'm trying to enjoy a story. Stop. It kind of, it kind of comes from like the philosophy that you have this pulpit where, you know, if you make an art piece and people like praise you for it, then you should use that pulpit to then preach about God. And I think that uh, I would say, I would argue that that's not the correct way to do stuff. Cause I think that, I mean, in some instances, yes, it's great to like declare your faith and stuff, but I think that some people go on and further and just start talking about like how other people need to, you know, follow what I'm doing because, Hey, look at me. And it kind of becomes more about you instead of like God. And I think that if people see like God through your art, that's way better than them seeing you. And, um, I guess, uh, I, I think the best art in, in my view, the stuff that really connects with the human heart is, is, um, like the more healthy, form of art i guess so to speak but that's just me yeah i tend to agree uh you know if somebody actually gives you a pulpit and tells you to speak then it's fine to you know actually preach at them but don't take something that's intended for something else and twist it to become a platform because Mm -hmm. that's it's not effective right that's i mean that's another point we can talk about the movie god's not dead if you want oh (laughs) is that is that what is that what happened in that movie? Like, I never watched it. it. Oh, okay. I have not. You we should still talk it. about it. We should talk about it. Um, okay, maybe we'll, we'll postpone that. We're, we're yeah. at almost an hour now, and uh, we can save that for another episode, and I can go see it. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess one of the other things I was going to say is, like, uh, one of the other things that bugged me about the Jonathan Parks was that it spent a lot more time talking about the the whole debates with science and less time talking about, you know, um, like the faith of the characters and it wasn't done at like, okay. So it works really well when you do stuff like adventures and odyssey where, you know, the, the characters talk about their faith in a way that makes sense in the story and is handled well in Jonathan park, instead of bringing that out in using the story, the characters would just take a break from whatever was happening to right. sit and <laughs> just like, spout exposition about you know their view on science no yeah that's yeah 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 it's not done well it has its i I guess it has its uses like if you're a kid and you want to listen to it go ahead i mean there some of the episodes weren't bad Um, i mean i enjoyed it as a kid but it adventures and odyssey is a much better radio show style thing which is enjoyable in its own right even if you even if you didn't agree at all with any of the things they were saying a lot of the episodes would still be entertaining which yeah it's a good thing 
So yeah, I think that'll about wrap it up for this week. Um, so Zachary, if people want to find you on the internet and listen to your music and see what you say, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Facebook and SoundCloud. So you can go to twitter.com slash Zachary Bruno and uh, SoundCloud <laughs> slash soundcloud.com slash Koi Reef um, and Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash Zachary Bruno Piano. That's my personal Facebook page, so don't be surprised if that comes up. Anyway, uh, what where can they find you, Jordan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lytle Jordan, L-Y-T-L-E-J-O-R-D-A-N. And you can find more episodes of this podcast at collectednonsense.com. And also, we recorded some videos of us playing games. Uh, we played some Guild Wars 2 and gave our first impressions of it. You can find that on YouTube. It's up now. Is it? Um, it is up now. I did that late one night and then didn't post about it at all. So I'll nice. add a link in the description. Um, and then we've got some League of Legends stuff, which is... I think I finished rendering it. I just need to upload it a little behind. We recorded that over a month ago, but I'll get it out there. So yeah, keep an eye out for that and watch that if you want to. And if you don't, well, we don't need you. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks guys. Talk to you next week. See you next time.